you have arrived at your destination. Hey everybody, this is Stefan Gearhart from the Damn Good Podcast, and I'm excited. I've got my boy here, Bradzilla. What up, though? We've got a brand new podcast from our improv troupe, Zilla Improv and the Louisville Improv Collective. Tell them the name. Zilla the Podcast. That's right, Zilla the Podcast, where we talk about all things entertainment. We have guests, we've got fun, we've got Would You Rather. It's going to be a blast. I'm excited. So make sure to tune in to Zilla the Podcast right here on the DNN. Boy! Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones, and I'm here with no one. It's just me today. Uh, a little solo cast for you guys uh, for today. Uh, sorry I missed last week. Last week was a little bit hectic. It's uh, still a little bit hectic, so I'm trying to uh, kind of get along with the schedule and everything here. But uh, I didn't want to leave you guys hanging without an episode. And uh, my last one did pretty well, actually. Uh, probably because it had anime in the title, but uh, I guess that's okay. Uh, a lot of listens for that last solo episode, so... I'm uh, going to try it again, uh, see if people enjoy this. If not, please let me know, because I don't want to keep doing something that nobody likes to hear. So uh, if it's not a problem, if you like these sorts of things, that's cool. I don't need to hear your praise or adulation. I just need to know if it's not something I want to continue. Anyway, sorry, moving on uh, with the thing. I'm going to keep doing it until you guys tell me to stop. So uh, cool. Let's um, Let's talk about... Let's go right into our topic today, because this is going to be a quick one. I'm not going to uh, waste too much of your time here. I don't want to dwell on a bunch of news and a bunch of all this stuff, so we're going to skip the basic format, and we're just going to talk about uh, some stuff that's out there right now. Um, what I wanted to talk about, actually, was the state of animation on Netflix and streaming sites. Um, I think that's uh, a really good uh, place to be right now. Uh, if you're if you're into animation, uh, I think uh, a lot of what's out there is um, is on these streaming sites, and um, a lot more original content is being brought out thanks to the whole subscription based services, uh, which I think is really cool. Um, there's some that we talk about here all the time. We talk about uh, Troll Hunters whenever there's a new Troll Hunter season. Of course, we talk about that. Whenever there's a new Voltron season, we talk about that. That's really cool to talk about. Uh, you know, there's certain ones that that obviously hit the, you know, that hit right from the start that we talk about all the time. Um, but I wanted to talk about some of the ones that I never really talk about or have briefly mentioned and haven't really gone into detail with. Uh, and just sort of kind of throw it out to you guys to like, hey, maybe you want to check this out, maybe not. Um, it's up to you, obviously, but I just wanted to go through a few recommendations for everybody. This whole thing's a big animation recommendation for uh, for Netflix streaming, basically. Um, so, or not just Netflix, well, actually just Netflix for this one, yeah. Uh, I might do another one that's totally on Amazon and like another one that's totally on Hulu, although Hulu doesn't really have a whole lot of 
original content yet. It's more of a, more or less just stuff you see on TV, so or movies. So let's go on to Netflix's uh, whole run here. What I want to start off with here is stuff that isn't bad. Uh, <laughs> there's there's some really bad uh, animation, or there's some really bad like animated movies like kind of brought over from Europe that are like poorly dubbed and like the animation's kind of like crummy or just basically bland. Uh, there's lots of that stuff. But what I want to talk about is stuff that's not bad, not necessarily great, not necessarily stuff that you'll enjoy, but maybe if you got a kid, uh, there might be some cool stuff uh, involved with it and they might grow up kind of like liking it. Because, you know, we grew up watching He-Man. He-Man wasn't like the greatest thing in the world. It was when we were a kid. But, you know, growing up and seeing Ninja Turtles in the light of an adult, it's like, wow, this was really silly. I still love it, but you know, it's it, it. Some of these shows might be in that line of of reasoning. I think uh, not exactly the greatest thing in the world, uh, but not bad, and certainly worthy of keeping one's attention. Let's say when you're younger. So um, let's go right into it. Uh, on what's on the not bad list? We have uh, a show that debuted about December of last year, I think, called Stretch Armstrong. Uh, this was a weird property to see um, brought up because Stretch Armstrong is an old doll, I think, from the 60s, maybe? Uh, very weird property to kind of bring back into 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 light. But uh, it's like a team of three superheroes, all with different types of stretchy powers, I guess. Uh, there's Stretch Armstrong and then, like, two other guys. I don't know what their names are. I barely watched it. Uh, Will Wheaton's in it, apparently. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there's a whole. Uh, it, it's it's not completely brainless though. It, it sort of it feels a lot like a man of action type, a uh, uh, man of, man of action uh, production. I don't know if they produced it or not, but it feels a lot like that Ben Ten uh, Generator Rex type of thing. Not as good as Generator Rex, but uh, but it, it sort of feels like that sort of a that sort of a thing. Uh, so you know, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's it's not bad. Like I said, it's not great. It's not completely stimulating. If you're an adult, you'll probably think, well, this is really stupid. I don't know what this guy's thinking. But if you're a kid, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, if you have, if you need something to you know, distract the kids with, I think it's a, a pretty not brainless show for, uh, for your kid to enjoy. So that's really where all these come into, come into contact. Uh, the next one uh, is The Deep which is probably the best one of the ones I have in the not bad category. The deep is really cool because there's not really anything that kind of explores that same, uh, kind of subject matter. The deep is about a family of archeologists, uh, and paleontologists that basically search the deep sea, uh, for, you know, artifacts. And, uh, uh, it's, it's a family show. It's, it's, they've got like a good, strong, real family-esque type of relationship, which is nice. Uh, the brother and sister kind of argue a little bit too much, which annoys me. Um, but I guess that's something that does happen. Uh, but they're all like very scientifically, you know, uh, a lot of scientific acumen. They're always going around and, uh, discovering new species of life and new, uh, ruins underneath the sea and kind of, kind of discovering a secret, maybe leading to a certain underwater city of some kind. Wink, wink. It's always Atlantis. I don't know why it's always Atlantis, but it always is. Uh, but it's, it's sort of Atlantis and sort of not, it, I actually watched this one pretty, 
uh, I, I, I kind of want to just watch this one while it was in the background. It wasn't. It was pretty, pretty smartly written. Uh, the humor's not great, but it's not bad either. And uh, the, the 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 plot is actually really kind of engaging because it's a it's a two seasons of of extending plot that just keeps kind of revealing new things over and over. It's very it's very good. It, it sort of reminded me a lot of of um, uh, oh, what is the name of that show? That is going to drive me crazy. Secret Saturdays. Secret Saturdays. It reminded me of Secret Saturdays uh, in a lot of ways because it's a family kind of going through experiencing these like myths and legends and uh, discovering things about it. They're all science-based. It was very much like that. It was very, very much like that. So uh, not as good as Secret Saturdays. Secret Saturdays was dope. No one's watched Secret Saturdays. There's no real way to watch it, actually. Uh, I hope that comes on Netflix sometimes and I can do an episode about it and then like tell people to go watch it because it's, it's really solid, that show. Um, I, I like that show a lot. But we're not talking about that. Uh, not today. Uh, what, we, what else we're talking about uh, is two other shows by the same company that did The Deep uh, that aren't quite as good but are still pretty – Pretty harmless and not completely brainless for children, uh, for kids to watch, or uh, young, younger, uh, you know, younger teens. I would say like around, around 12, 12, you know, 12 year olds and younger would probably enjoy these things. Uh, but the, all three of these shows are done by the Nerd Core. Uh, we've got the other two are Max Steel and Slug Terra. Max Steel is a reboot of uh, an old property and one of the first CGI animated shows. Uh, came out right around the time of reboot. Um, really cheap, bad animation, but it's kind of like a secret spy kid kind of a thing. He was like a, a secret super spy and, uh, he had like a metal, he, he had like nanites in him that made him strong or something. It was very weird. Uh, it's rebooted to where now he has like an alien, uh, construct that goes on his, uh, chest. That's also an AI. So it talks to him uh, and he can convert his body into certain forms of armor, which, uh, a strength version, a speed version, a flight version, stuff like that. So it's very modula modularized for like toys, toy, a very toyetic type of idea, I guess. Uh, they also had a, 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 a movie that came out uh, in 2016 with zero, zero marketing whatsoever. Very bizarre. Um, but he goes around and he fights other aliens who kind of look like demons. Um, and then nobody looks like an alien. They all look like uh, crazy demons from like Mephisto's pit or something. It's very bizarre. Um, but uh, Max uh, partners up with his alien robot buddy that attaches to his chest and talks sarcastically to him because that's what sidekicks do in uh, kids' cartoons. And uh, it's not bad. It's pretty okay. Uh, again, not the best thing in the world, but it's pretty okay. And uh, Slug Terra is very much a toyetic type of thing. Uh, it takes place in a in a subterranean world uh, underneath the Earth. So it's sort of like that, that inner Earth or that that hollow earth theory type of deal to where like there's all these subterranean worlds uh, underneath uh, the crust of the earth and uh, there's only certain ways to access it and um, it's sort of an old west kind of a deal down there. It's like there's not a whole lot of law, not a whole lot of rules, not a whole lot of rules, not a whole lot of law. And uh, they do battle with these things called slugs, uh, which are these little creatures that... Um, if you get them, I don't know how anyone discovered this, 
Uh, but if you get them up to a certain miles mile per hour, they activate a power within them. Some of them are ice-based. Some of them are uh, uh, fire-based. And there's these little creatures that, like, hop around, and they, you just kind of load them into your gun and fire them off. And they, uh, they sort of just, like, warp around and become, like, whatever power they are. And it's, it's, it's really bizarre and weird. Um, very creative, uh, I will say, but it's definitely a thing made to sell toys, to make like little toys to like shoot uh, things at or whatever. Uh, all three of those shows, though, uh, were all made by the Nerdcore, which uh, I think is uh, that's pretty cool. I, honestly, if you don't know that, you might have seen the Nerdcore stuff. If you ever watched Dragon Booster and Stormhawks on Cartoon Network, back when Cartoon Network had a few of their shows. Uh, you'll kind of get the gist of how this looks. They also do the Monster High stuff. Uh, if you have a daughter, you've probably seen one or all of the Monster High movies. Um, so it's that sort of animation, that CG animation. And, you know, CG animation can look good. That's the thing. It's like it used to be really bad and really chintzy and, and gross and stilted and stiff. And now it can look good. So it, it, it can look pretty like vibrant and, and, uh, with good models and good motion and everything. Um, it's not bad. I I would recommend any one of those three, uh, shows with, with no problem. And you can come back and tell me they're terrible. And why did you recommend these things? What are you doing to me? And I will say, cool. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on to, uh, some anime that is exclusive to Netflix. Basically. Uh, these are called Netflix originals, though. I don't think any of these are specifically only on Netflix. One might be, I'm not entirely certain, but I don't think any of the other ones are exclusively on there. Um, Kakagururi is a big popular one right now. It's very adult. Uh, it's not for kids at all. Uh, it's very heavy sexual connotations to this one, which is weird uh, because it's about gambling. Uh, it's a it's a it's a weird little dark tale um, involving gambling and you know gambling not just with money but gambling with uh, certain. Uh, other aspects of humanity. It's 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 very it's a very dark interpretation of of what people will do to get ahead, sort of a thing. It's it's very very interesting the way it works out. Um, but uh, the animation's great. Uh, it it it's sort of that. That sort of um, vibe you get from something that like shouldn't be so action packed, but it really is. Even though they're just like kind of like twirling a roulette wheel or uh, or slamming down a, a, a set of of, of twenty one in blackjack, but it has that whole like uh, anime flair for whenever someone like uh, activates some new rule or something in the gambling game or whatever. So it's, it's sort of like that. It's very weird, very, very, very strange, uh, and very dark sort of sense of humor to that thing. Uh, it's, it's very weird. Uh, Kaka, Kakegururi. Um, and, uh, go check that out. It's pretty hard to miss. They pretty much advertise it a lot. Um, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've watched quite a bit of it, and it's uh, it's interesting to say the least. Uh, Little Witch Academia, which is uh, one of the first things Studio Trigger ever produced, um, was a short uh, that was basically fan funded. It was kickstarted, I believe, or maybe Indiegogo. It was fan funded, it was crowdsourced, uh, and they made a little short called Little Witch Academia. It was about 
20 minutes long, I think. Um, it's about it's very Harry Potter. It's about this little girl uh, who goes to a witch's school. She doesn't have any latent witch powers, so she's kind of bad at it. Uh, but she makes friends, and they they defeat uh, a strange, uh, weird happenings that's going on. Uh, that's uh, sort of a dark magic, sort of an uprising. And it was it was a good little movie. They made a second one. Both of these are both available still on Netflix as well. By the way, they made a second one uh, that was an hour and 10 minutes I think maybe it was just an hour camera but it was like a full movie and it was a second movie uh, that was basically the same thing you got to meet some new characters uh, Studio Trigger is the studio that did Kill a Kill uh, Gurren Lagann um, I think they're still called Studio Guy in Action they did that uh, uh, Keys Naiver and they're currently doing My Darling Franks uh, which is on Verve if you ever want to check that out it's a weird one too um but uh, Little Witch Academia is their is their is their safe one. It's their it's their family friendly adventure. It, the Kill a Kill is not. Uh, Darling Franks is not. Uh, Gurren Lagann is it's fairly friendly. Family friendly. It's got some pretty hef- heavy uh, implications in it, but otherwise it's pretty pretty f- friendly. But Little Witch Academia is very much a an all inclusive, very family oriented type of thing. Very Harry Potter. Extremely Harry Potter. Um, but uh, it, it's just a retelling of, of of how that story came to be, about how uh, uh, Akko got to be at that school, um, how she met her friends. Uh, and it, it's a fun little thing with little witches, and it's cute. The art style is adorable. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's dubbed and subtitled as well. So if you got kids who don't want to read subtitles, it's dubbed for them. It's a pretty decent dub. So go ahead and do that with them. Little Witch Academia is highly recommended. I absolutely, uh, especially if you got family, uh, if you got kids, they will love uh, Little Witch Academia, especially if they love Harry Potter. And if you love Harry Potter, you'll like it too, I think. It's very much in the same line. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I've talked about this show. I want to do an episode on this show for sure. Uh, but I want to make sure people know that Seven Deadly Sins is on Netflix because season two just started. Uh, and if you want to be caught up on what's happened in season two, go back to the show that came out in 2014, I think, uh, and, and watch season one because this show is really dope. It's a shonen manga. It's a based off of a shonen manga that's not in shonen jump, which is amazing. Uh, uh, and it's one of the top manga in the world right now. It's super great, super cool. Uh, it's got a bunch of knights fighting each other and uh, uh, giants and fairies and uh, demons. It's it's a good time. It's a great time, actually. So uh, go check that out, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, and then go see the new episodes that are airing right now by whatever means you can because I don't think it's available very uh, steadily. So there are nefarious ways. I think you can go check that out in certain ways, which I do not, uh, promote on this podcast, but you know, go ahead and do it anyway. I don't care. Uh, uh, next is, uh, devil man cry baby. I might do an episode on this, uh, later on. I crammed through this show, uh, in a couple of nights. Uh, I just kept watching it over and over because it was so surreal to look at. The art style in this was really something different. Uh, it, it, 
it at times seemed like it was being more style over substance, but I think the stubs substance in there is pretty good, uh, regardless. So I think it really worked very well. Um, it reminded me a lot of that anime that friends would recommend to you back in the nineties, uh, stuff like X, uh, stuff like ba- uh, bastard or, uh, berserk, uh, very dark, very grim, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, don't go in expecting, uh, you know, like triumphant ends or anything like that. It's a very dark, depressing story. Uh, I don't think that's really spoilers. Uh, it's it. Uh, there, there's some uplifting parts in it, um, but it, it ultimately it's a very it's a very dark story, um, and it really felt like one of those types of movies uh, from back in the 90s. It really felt like one of those. And it's a full series, but one of those types of series or movies that your friend would, oh, this is totally cool, when when everything had a happy ending and then the, this thing came along, this anime that just had an absolute downer of a, of a story uh, through, you know, beginning to end. It's just like, oh, wow, this is, it was really different back then. So it, it reminded me of that sort of thing. Uh, it, it makes, it, I don't typically, like those sorts of things, but this one really, this one really got to me in a lot of ways. I'm not sure why, but it really elicited a big reaction from me emotionally. Uh, I didn't so much cry, but I thought about it a lot. I thought about what I watched, like in a lot of for a long while after I'd been done watching it. It sort of lingered with me, uh, and that was interesting. I, I hadn't had that happen in a long time, especially something that was depressing. Usually if something's depressing, I just kind of write it off and go, well, I didn't much care for that, but uh, this one sort of lingered with me. It gave me that old-school kind of feeling from when you watch those, uh, when you watch things like Berserk or or, um, uh, or X and stuff like that from back in the day. So it was interesting. It was It was very... Very intriguing, that one. I, I definitely would recommend it. Might do an episode on that in the future, so we'll see. Uh, but that's the anime that I'm going to recommend. I haven't seen Knights of Sidonia. I haven't seen uh, B for Beginning. Uh, I haven't B the Beginning. I haven't seen either of those two, and that's two of the other big ones that people have been talking about. I know B the Beginning is a really dark one as well. Uh, Knights of Sidonia is sort of in the kin of like Attack on Titan, where it's like pseudo kind of uh, thing, but you know, oh. And there's the Godzilla movie, which is bad. Uh, Godzilla Planet of Monsters is just not it's, – it's not good. It's boring. I do not recommend it. Don't bother. It's it's dull. It's dull as dishwater. It's the most boring thing I've ever had the displeasure of watching. It's so bad. Uh, so, yeah, that's anime. Um, what I'd like to talk about right now are the meat of this, the hidden gems uh, within – Netflix, the things that nobody's talking about that I think are really solid. Um, uh, the things that I think are really solid when it comes to Netflix. Um, there's a few animated series and, and movies on here that that uh, that I've watched that no one's talking about, and I think people should be talking about them uh, in some way, way, shape, or form. Uh, let's talk about The Little Prince. The Little Prince gets a little bit of uh, press here and there, but it's a French animation based off of the old French cartoon uh, with the little kid on the, the planet, and he'd catch 
comets with his fishing net to go shoot off into other worlds and have adventures. Uh, that's basically what this is, uh, but it's uh, sort of narrated around this girl who's uh, talking to this old man uh, who's basically telling her the story of the little prince, and it sort of cultivates from there, like, the problems this girl has at home, sort of... Uh, whispers into what's going on in the story. It's very interesting the way it all sort of wraps together. It's very cool. Uh, definitely recommend that. Uh, definitely go see The, the Little Prince. It, it's on Netflix right now. I think it's been on there for a long time, but uh, definitely, definitely should check that one out. Uh, next up is something very interesting. Um, uh, I'll go with the, I'll go with the next two actually are very interesting. I'll go with the TV series first. Prisoner Zero. Uh, Prisoner Zero is uh, a, an Australian uh, production, I think. Uh, it has uh, a very UK um, casting, I believe. Um, uh, but it's it's very cool. It's a very cool little sci-fi run. Uh, it was created by Jason High Ellery and Austin Atkinson. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, which is some cool names. Yes, Country of Origin was Australia. Yes, but it's got some very British type uh, uh, voice actors in it. It doesn't all sound very Australian. Some people do, um, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. So Prisoner Zero is about this guy uh, who basically doesn't remember anything of who he is. Uh, he was rescued from a prison. Uh, obviously, uh, and his name, and he's just referred to as Prisoner Zero. That's the only thing that he remembers. He has no idea why he's in this prison. He has no idea what he's doing there, and he gets rescued by uh, this girl named Jim, who has hijacked the Imperium, which is the big evil empire uh, group. She uh, hijacked uh, one of their top uh, ships, uh, like one of their be- one of their best ships. Basically, she hijacked it, stole it, and then found the coordinates for this. G- found coordinates on it that led him to this guy who was inside this prison and broke him out. And now they're going on this big uh, adventure to stop the Imperium, to stop the Empire from taking over taking over the world, blah, blah, blah. Uh, taking over the universe, actually, uh, because they actually have uh, uh, General Vicar, who's like the main villain. He's great in it, by the way. I love, I, I don't know who plays Vicar, but the guy who plays him is fantastic. He's so uh cool and awesome and just sounds like a really menacing jerk like he's also very very proper british type of person and uh but he's very very evil i love it um uh but no what's what's interesting about this show actually is that uh it's the form of animation uh takes some getting used to because it's it's um this company also did uh the animation for a the audio of a lost episode of Doctor Who I think it was called Revenge of the Daleks or something of the Daleks I can't remember what it was but there there was a there was an old uh Dalek episode that got lost but the audio cuz like the the fire burned down the BBC so a lot of those old prints got lost but someone found the audio and they made an episode out of it that's the other thing that they did so the animation's not it's not the most dynamic thing in the world but it's interesting it's a very intriguing thing it's got a lot of thick dark lines as though it were uh, a comic book in a lot of ways which is very weird when it comes to animation um 
but the way they angle the camera, the way they use force perspective, the way they have these dynamic angles on the characters as they're doing the full animations, it it captures a lot of really good stuff. Um, marked with with that, along with a really good soundtrack and a sound score uh, and uh, sound design in a lot of ways, uh, and great voice acting, it it really it really pegs everything very well. There's one character on here named Kai, uh, Lady Kai, and she has a theme that always plays whenever she's on. And it's just super cool. Like you can, you can just, you know, that's Lady Kai's theme whenever she's there. And it's, it's really cool to hear it. So, uh, you know, I always love that when you can pick out those little sorts of things like, Oh, that's, that's Lady Kai's theme. Like I, I can tell exactly when Lady Kai's theme is coming up, but nobody talks about this show. No one talks about prisoner zero. It's really solid. It's got a lot of great sci-fi stuff to it. The ship that they hijacked is actually an imperial ship that's built on top of a more ancient ship so there's a whole section of the ship that they don't even know anything about they only know about the imperium parts and that's the parts where they activate and like run everything but the rest of it's this abandoned sort of almost magical mystical force type of situation going on in the in the in the bowels of the ship very interesting very very bizarre and weird um but yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool show uh, everything sort of comes together. It's a very long 26 episodes is what it is. It's one season. Um, and you get to learn like what, who, who zero is like who prisoner zeros, uh, is and like how they're going to stop the Imperium and stop them from using the, uh, the, Oh, what's it called? I forget what they called it. Uh, uh, it's, it's something that this, this thing that sort of like weaves everybody, everybody's mind together. It's like the mind weave or something like that. The Bioweave. The Bioweave allows the Imperium to sort of in, infiltrate people's minds and sort of like make them subservient to the Imperium, and that's how they take over things. But they also use the Bioweave to use the internal energy inside of people to shoot beams out of their hands. It's very cool. So that's how they basically fight. They like shoot like uh, beams out, and it's it's very it's very cool. Uh, it's very very good stuff. Uh, I love it. Uh, go check out. Go check out Prisoner Zero. That's a solid, solid show, and everyone should watch it. So uh, I recommended it. Uh, go check it out. Let me know if you're watching it, because uh, if you have a Netflix series, I think uh, or a subscription, I think you'll enjoy it. The last one I want to talk about here uh, on Hidden Gems uh, is a great movie that I watched the other weekend that uh, was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was called Revolting Rhymes. Uh, Revolting Rhymes Parts 1 and 2. Uh, Revolting Rhymes is a telling of old school Mother Goose uh, Brothers Grimm stories uh, that sort of combines certain ones together into one little adventure, uh, which is which is interesting. There's only two parts to it, which is kind of a shame, because uh, I would love to see more of this. Uh, but it was uh, based on a book by, called Revolting Rhymes by uh, Ronald uh, Roald Dahl. I think it's Roald. Yeah, it's Roald Dahl. Um, and uh, it, it, it's very... It, it's a very intriguing book, uh, uh, or it's a very intriguing telling of the old of the old uh, stories and everything, because it it sort of takes it it takes the form of a wolf 
telling the story of certain people of certain people within you know the uh, the Mother Goose rhymes and the and the Brothers Grimm uh, rhymes together and it sort of combines them together. It's not quite as grim as the Brothers Grimm, but it's not as it's definitely much more grim than Mother Goose rhymes and everything. So you have the wolf kind of telling the story about uh, uh, my the, the the first part, part one, which I will talk about, uh, is about. Uh, the uh, the wolf is telling this woman in a diner. It's sort of like set in like a weird pseudo kind of modern kind of take. Uh, but he's telling this this woman the story of Red Riding Hood and Snow White, who were friends uh, since they were children, and it sort of has this great little friendship between the two of them that sort of goes through through a tragic uh splitting uh it's very very interesting the way it works uh all these things together all these threads and uh, uh how everybody how these characters sort of come to be who they are um and it's a really good telling of snow white it's a really good telling of uh red riding hood and how all that sort of happens uh between there but this movie honest to god has some of the best suspense i have ever seen in a in, a, in an animated movie it there there's a part between the cliffhanger between part 1 and 2 are absolutely fan is absolutely fantastic i've i've i actually found myself nervous and excited to watch part two. I honestly thought that's where it was going to end. And when I realized there was a part two, I was very happy to learn there was a part two. Uh, but part two takes place. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, the wolf telling the story, not to spoil anything is also, uh, telling the story of Jack, uh, the giant killer, giant slayer, uh, Jack and the beanstalk basically. And, um, uh, Cinderella and how they link up together and how those two stories sort of uh, coincide with each other. Very interesting stuff. Uh, but it, it's all based off of this book uh, by Roald Dahl and it's it's really fun. And the, the animation style is really gorgeous. It's it's very, f- uh, very smooth type of puppetry almost. It almost looks like claymation in a way. It's CGI. But everything's so smooth and beautiful and there's like this light... Uh, this light foggy filter on it that feels that makes the lighting of the characters seem almost like like they're puppets like they're really three dimensionally shaped um, very very beautiful style I absolutely love it I love how the wolf looks I love how all the characters look um, it's very cool and it can be fun it can be funny it's menacing uh, it's uh, you know there there's some there's some parts in it that might be a bit too rough for kids like it's not like super gory or, or brutal but there's some kind of tense moments that might be a little bit scary sort of like uh, over the garden wall if, if, if your kid can watch over the garden wall they can definitely watch this um, but uh, it, it sort of has that vibe to it that 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 old school sort of grim fairy tale kind of vibe so you know that's that's kind of what I'm. Uh, that's kind of it, guys, for my recommendations for what's on Netflix. Before I leave, though, uh, I would like to talk about some stuff that is coming up on Netflix, uh, animation-wise. Um, uh, Kong: King of the Apes season two is coming out this month. Uh, Kong: King of the Apes, another another one by uh, I think it's another one by Nerd 
by a nerd uh, company, nerd Nerdcore, uh, Nerdcore Entertainment. I think it's by them as well, but uh, it's it's very much like an elementary schooler type of thing. But it's Kong versus a bunch of other animals, bunch of other uh, beasts, and that's cool. So you know, definitely go check that out uh, if you like that sort of thing, or if kids like it. it it's more of a kid show, but uh, feel free to check that one out. Um, uh, also, Boss Baby. Uh, is getting uh, a, a series in, on April 6th. Yay! Boss Baby, remember that really good show that was that really good movie from DreamWorks Pictures? It was really good and wasn't terrible at all. No. Um, yeah, it stinks. Um, <laughs> like, I didn't see that movie. I have no desire to see that movie. I have no desire to see that uh, that TV series. But if you liked it, if that's your thing, go check it out. I'm, that'll be debuting April 6th. So, yeah. Uh, cool, if that's your thing. Uh, the last one that I'd like to talk about is Season 2, or a new season, I guess. Kulapari Dreamwalker. Uh, so Kulapari... Kulapari, an army of frogs, uh, debuted last year on uh, on Netflix, and it's getting a second season uh, because it was left on a cliffhanger. So luckily, it's getting a second season. Uh, but it's sort of like a, in the, in that reboot fashion where they sort of rename things, uh, and it gets like a different title underneath it. So Kulapari Dreamwalker, uh, it takes us into the action a lot, to, you know, of, of where we came from, of where we uh, of where we saw from the first one. There's Daryl, who's the main character. Yeah, his name's Daryl. I don't know. It's it's spelled in a cooler way. It's D A R E L, um, but uh, yeah, Daryl and uh, the the Amphibolans and and how all their people and uh, are are the frog people. It's basically like frogs uh, versus scorpions uh, versus spiders. There's these spider people and there's scorpions. It's all it's all it's all very interesting. It, it, it's pretty cool. It's it's based off of a kids book that was uh, created by um, a. Um, a uh, football player uh, who later on just wanted to do a, a bunch of kids books and he, he wrote this thing and it got really popular. So um, it, it'll, uh, it'll re also it'll reintroduce uh, a lot of the good uh, work from Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill's in season one, Josh Keaton, uh, Phil Lamar, Jess Harnell, uh, Wendy Malick. Uh, I also know that uh, a few other people that are pretty great in it. Um, so yeah, uh, it should be pretty good. Uh, it'll be directed by uh, the new season will be directed by Chuck Patton, uh, who worked on Tom and Spawn and TMNT um, for uh, respectively. So uh, yeah, should be uh, should be a good good time. Uh, Kulapari Dreamwalker, and that should be debuting this coming soon. So uh, this article was like a few weeks ago, maybe a week ago. So coming soon. Don't know what that means, but uh, should be not too far off uh, from the future. So, uh, yeah, oh, two days ago. This article was posted two days ago. Nice. So, coming soon means maybe next week? I don't know. Could be way later. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, no, no. No big uh, announcement yet on when it's going to show up, but it will be showing up eventually. So, uh, I think that's going to do it, guys. I think I've got everything down that I wanted to talk about. So that's cool. Um, uh, if you, if you want to check out any of this stuff, uh, feel free to check out Netflix, uh, and, uh, get a Netflix subscription or borrow friends. I don't know. I'm not your boss. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, 
regulate that sort of thing for you. So if you want to you do that, go ahead and do that. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it, guys, for this episode of the Animation Destination Podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with this little solo episode. Hope you really hope you enjoyed it. Um, next week uh, we will be going back to Netflix for sure uh, because uh, next week we're going to be talking about Voltron Season 5. Uh, yeah, that's right. So uh, coming back to Netflix on that time. But this has been the Animation Destination Podcast. You can check us out on animationdestination.com. Check us out on destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Animation Destination and at Animation Pod. So uh, until next time where we talk about Voltron, stay tuned. Thank you for listening, DNN.